Blue Wire. Osweiler in trouble. Osweiler brought down Khalil Mack. Oh, here comes Bullshit. Griffin without a helmet. J.J. Watt will always put his fingerprints on a game. Steps up, and he's going to be hit from the side, and he's going down. That's a sack. Darius Leonard, the maniac. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Trench Warfare Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Thorne. And today I'm going to be going through some of the things that I have going on with different offensive line evaluations taking place NFL and college wise. There's a lot happening right now. Uh, you know, the senior bowl is underway. I didn't get to go this year. Unfortunately, it's been a couple years since I've been actually, but I will be going to the combine for the second consecutive year. Uh, last year was my first year going and it was, it was great. Um, really enjoyed Indianapolis and just how convenient everything was everything's within walking distance and uh, got to meet a lot of the prospects and and um, you know it's a great networking event uh, good food stuff like that so I'll be there again this year um, so uh, try to do a, a podcast live from Indy which will be really cool see who I can get on, get on for that um, but you know with the senior bowl taking place right now it's uh, it's a fun time because I did a good amount of college work before the Senior Bowl took place uh, because I put together highlight clips uh, for Duke Mannyweather, who is conducting combine training for a lot of offensive linemen right now. And he has a, several guys that are in Mobile this week, and most of them are playing really well, if not all of them. Um, probably the headliner of the group is Josh Jones. That's somebody that Duke is training. Uh, and he's having a great week, so that is really cool to see. And it was a lot of fun to study him on tape. Uh, very smooth and efficient in his pass set. Um, and just, you know, he did really well against the competition that he faced. Uh, it really stood out, which is what you want to see from a guy who's coming from the University of Houston. And, um, you know, he's he's going to be an intriguing player. Uh, there, there's a bunch of guys, though, that Duke is training that, that really stand out. Um, in Mobile, Calvin Throckmorton, which is a pretty classic offensive line name there, uh, but he got added to the Senior Bowl after doing really well during Shrine Week, um, so he, he's had a good practice from what I've seen and from what I've heard as well. There's a couple guys, though, as well. Uh, Damian Lewis is a favorite of mine. He's somebody I noticed in December, really. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Gabe Jackson coming out of Mississippi State. Uh, Damian Lewis is the right guard for LSU. And he's playing really well there. Something about him that stood out. He came in at six foot or six oh two oh, so six foot two even, and he had thirty four inch arms, uh, or excuse me, uh, he had like thirty three and three eighths. I want to say, so he had really a, a really good measurement uh, there for his you know height to arm length ratio. That's just you know something that people really like to see. And then. Um, you know, Becton from Louisville, the massive left tackle. Duke's training him as well. Uh, Sadiq Charles is a guy who's really intriguing left tackle from LSU. And then Cameron Clark, left tackle from University of Charlotte, small school guy. He's a guy who's impressive on tape. His game against Clemson was really, really impressive. Uh, and there's there's a few, a few more there as well that Duke's training. John Runyon Jr. is a guy to definitely keep an eye out for as well. 
Um, so that's it's been fun to study those guys on tape. You know, I'll have some more formal scouting reports coming out as we get closer to the draft. I'm usually a little late on that compared to most of the draft analysts that you probably follow, just because I'm so you know involved in the NFL and tape study for the NFL that I you know it's kind of a year-round thing for me, and it gets really really busy as soon as the playoffs hit and the Super Bowls coming and into the off season. So right now. I am going over complete seasons of several players and putting together comprehensive highlight tapes that are showcasing everything that a guy does at a high level. I'm putting, I'm recording, cutting up, spotlighting them, and slowing them down into one tape. Uh, I've done Brian Belaga, Ryan Jensen, Graham Glasgow, I'm working on Trent Brown right now, and I have a few more coming as well. So, um, and I've done someone else do Ronald Leary. Uh, but yeah, I just finished Ryan Jensen. That's on my Patreon account. If you want to support me there, I greatly appreciate that. You can get full access to everything. So the full complete tapes, and I'm just releasing like two minute snippets basically on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, so you can definitely see kind of what they look like there. But if you really want to get the full picture of what these guys do, what these guys do at a high level and what makes them good players, what makes them valuable, you, you'll want to check out those tapes because they're not, a typical highlight tape at all. Uh, I'm really trying to do something that I haven't really seen done before and that's really put every good block that a guy makes in an entire season into one loop basically so the viewer can ascertain exactly what this guy does at a high level and what it looks like against various competition in different scenarios and things like that so um, that's been a lot of fun so that's really been taking up most of my time but this episode is going to kind of shift over now more to Super Bowl talk, and I have a special guest in Chiefs right tackle Mitchell Schwartz, who is obviously going to be playing in the Super Bowl and is uh, an all-pro for the fourth year in a row and arguably the best right tackle playing. So it was an honor to have him on for the second time. He's one of, I think, only one or two return guests that I've had so far on the show, so uh, we got to talk a little bit about his season playing for Andy Reid and the matchup coming up with former teammate D. Ford and Eric Armstead, who he's played against last year and in the preseason this year. Um, so we, we had a really good conversation um, that I think you guys are going to find pretty insightful. And uh, again, it was really cool to talk to Mitchell. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be around him a little bit with the Offensive Line Masterminds event and uh, just really hear him break down things in great detail uh, at those events in terms of his preparation and experiences playing the game. And it's it's been amazing to, to really you know get to know him and, and, and talk to him. And he's really taught me a lot about the game and about offensive line play. Uh, so really cool interview there. And uh, I'll, I'll have another show next week prior to the Super Bowl where, where I will talk more about the trenches and uh, what's going on in there for this matchup. I'm also going to be uh, releasing a piece uh, to uh, establishtherun.com where I'm going to be previewing the trenches in depth there as well. So I'll talk about it, release that piece as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an exciting time right now. Uh, I'm really thankful to be as busy as I am, uh, to be studying tape pretty much all day, uh, during the week. It's, it's really cool and a lot of fun and I'm learning a lot about these players. So, 
Um, hopefully you guys enjoy this show. If you do, rate and review it. I really appreciate that. And um, now let's go into my interview with Mitchell Schwartz. All right, everybody, I'm here with Kansas City Chiefs right tackle Mitchell Schwartz. And uh, it's really exciting time for him and the Chiefs right now heading to the Super Bowl. Uh, so it's, you know, I'm excited as well to talk to him. Uh, Mitchell, thanks for coming on the show again. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, you're heading into the Super Bowl, which is obviously really, really exciting. Um, you know, you had a, another uh, really good season. This was, I believe, four years in a row now that you were named to an all-pro team. Uh, which is uh, really impressive, and it's almost more impressive that you haven't gone to the the Pro Bowl yet. Which is, uh, I know it's kind of a running joke, but it's it's kind of funny how that is is happening for you. Yeah, uh, I mean the Pro Bowl thing is what it is at this point. So um, yeah. if that ever happens, it'll be nice. But nothing I'll ever really consider or think is a reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At this point, I mean it it doesn't seem that way. But All Pro really is a you know, a more important distinction, I think, a more accurate distinction uh, for, you know, who's playing the best anyway. So, um, but yeah, you know, this was uh, your eighth year in the league. And, um, you know, right now, just, you know, with the Chiefs and just your offense, I think, you know, that's kind of you know going to be the talk heading into the Super Bowl, along with their offense for different reasons, but both just really, really good offensive coaches. Um, and, and Andy Reid, uh, I think he runs a really offensive line friendly scheme um in, in different ways uh could you just talk a little bit about playing for coach reed and and just uh what it's like to be in that scheme and maybe how he makes things a little bit easier for you yeah i mean you know i don't think anyone has ever had a bad word about him so to, to coach for that long and to coach as many players with as many people uh he's universally loved and uh, you know he's just a, a great guy uh obviously to be around and to um, be part of the offense and get to kind of see the genius and, and see how that work is, is really cool. And so, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's an offensive line guy himself. So I think he understands, you know, what's uh, difficult for us, what is easy for us. You know, he builds in a lot of things to help us, whether it's, you know, formations or chips or, you know, round depth or getting the ball out quick. You know, that was one thing that uh, when I first got to Kansas City, you know, it seems like, oh, we, you know, throw the ball a lot, we do all this, but everything is just so timing-based and so rhythmic. Even if you are throwing the ball, um, you know, the quarterback's getting it out on time, they're um, coaching him really well on, you know, not dropping too deep or stepping up in the pocket. And so uh, those are the types of things that, you know, a guy who was an lineman or doesn't have, you know, an offensive lineman perspective uh, might not understand. And that's something that uh, he definitely gets. And, um, you know, it's nice from our perspective. Yeah, for sure. That's That's something that I've, really learned more over the last couple of years, especially with evaluating offensive line play is looking at where the quarterback drops, how deep he drops and, you know, Mahomes and your scheme uh, do, do a really nice job of, like you said, you know, hitting a specific spot and getting rid of the ball quick. I think of the saints and drew Brees is another example. Um, you know, and that's uh, definitely makes life easier for offensive linemen. And, you know, you guys on the offensive line this season have, have had a, quite a bit of turnover, um, just, you know, particularly inside, but then also Fisher missing uh, a good chunk of the season as well. Um, you know, how do you think that, you know, guys have been able to step in and, and kind of keep things afloat and, 
uh, you know, the way that they were able to do. And then also specifically, you know, Stefan Wisniewski, um, he's a guy who's been really underrated for a long time. I remember watching him for the Raiders back in like 2014, and he was just a guy, you know, on film who doesn't really do anything great necessarily, but he doesn't really make a lot of mistakes either, and he's a guy you can win with. And it seems like he's kind of solidified that left guard spot a little bit for you guys. Yeah, Wiz is awesome. Um, you know, he's been a lot of fun to uh, play with and to have um, on the team. Like you said, I mean, he's kind of solidified things for us and uh, done such a good job there. And like you said, I mean, I feel like he kind of similar to me in terms of, you know, he just kind of gets the job done. It's a couple of things that look a little funky or out of the ordinary, but they work for him. Um, you know, I mean, he's a guy that's got football in his blood and, you know, grew up around the game and yeah. um, wanted to play. And so, um, you know, he just loves it, and, and like you said, he's uh, done a good job kind of solidifying. And yeah, we've had a lot of injuries, uh, a lot of guys playing in uh, different positions. I mean, I think uh, you know, you go into a year and you probably assume uh, one or two offensive linemen at the least are, are going to miss a few games. So, you know, that simply sends out that Kansas City, uh, you know, the front office has always done a great job of having you know, these really any guys that have um, you know, experience or who are ready to, to step in if need be, and so. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like every year we kind of dig into that reserve. But um, you know, it's a credit to, like I said, the front office for for getting those guys. And then you know, Coach Heck does a great job all off season. Um, you know, he's got guys training at different positions, left and right, guard, tackle, center. Um, you know, he understands that uh, you know if certain things happen, then a guy's going to go to a different spot, and you wouldn't want you know the game or the week before to be the first time he's trying something new. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and. Fortunately, you've been able to keep your starting streak alive, which is great. And you're you're at 128 games in the regular season, and uh, that's the longest active streak in the NFL. Really impressive. Sucks that the snap streak got broken earlier when you got rolled up on, but fortunately, it wasn't anything, you know, more serious. Uh, so that was definitely good uh, to see overall there. Um, but I wanted to go into a little bit about the 49ers now and. Uh, I think it's a really interesting matchup for you specifically, and then just for you know any offensive line really that faces off against this defensive line. They, I wrote about it today a little bit. They kind of remind me of the 2007 Giants um, in terms of just being able to rush four and just the benefit that that provides the rest of the defense, keeping guys in coverage. You can maybe clog some passing lanes a little bit easier with that many guys you know that don't have to you know come and rush the quarterback and help them out. So. Uh, just a really dangerous defensive line. And on your side specifically, you're probably going to see most of D Ford and Eric Armstead. And, you know, Ford is obviously a guy who's a teammate of yours for a few years. And then Armstead, I believe you saw him. Uh, you guys played in the preseason this year. And then last year, you guys played them as well. So um, can you just talk a little bit about just uh, maybe that prior experience and how that helps you game plan and sort of, you know, come into the week or, you know, when you guys are preparing uh, to, to see this defensive line and them specifically? Yeah, I mean, you know, just your personal level in terms of, you know, how I go about things, it's always better for me if I face the guy before, uh, you know, whether that's having perform well or not. Uh, you know, it's just nice to kind of have live reps against someone and kind of understand, you know, just how strong they actually are or just how quick they are or, um, you know, how, how good they are with their hands, those types of things. And so, um, it does help to, you know, face those guys a little bit, you know, probably get a little bit of both too. You uh, never really know he's going to flip sides. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean Armstead's having a, an incredible year. Uh, you know, I looked at the – I don't necessarily look at the statue that often, but it's kind of like down and he had 12 sacks. And I was like, wow, it's 
uh, pretty awesome. It kind of matches what you see on film. I mean, he just seems like a guy who's gotten better every year. Um, you know, obviously D is uh, still kind of wrecking shop as a, as a pass rusher there. So, um, you know, he looks like he's come back pretty explosive from, you know, whatever lower body thing he had earlier in the year. Um, he looks as good as ever. And, you know, he's doing more more stuff in terms of different pass rush moves, you know. Uh, early in his career, especially, it was just, you know, pure speed. And if he beat you off the edge, then he was going to get there. And if not, um, you know, maybe there wouldn't be an opportunity to, to get home. But um, he's doing a great job of, you know, guys are, are panicked, worried about his speed, and they open their hips, and he uh, beats them across the face inside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, he's got some power, too. I mean, yeah, you know, people that's underrated. How strong is he? I mean, he's yeah. you know, much you weigh, say, 240, 250, yeah. you know, running a 4-3 off the edge. That guy's going to have some power to him. So, um, yeah. I think he's really able to do all three in terms of, of beating you with the speed, with the inside, with the power, and that um, – so a well-rounded rusher that's uh, pretty tough to face. Yeah, for sure. That's, I think, the most underrated part of his game that's really shown up as of really the last couple of years is that power element. And that, I think, is what took Von Miller's game to another level a few years back when he started to add that to his game. And I think Ford has kind of done that as well. Um, you know, Armstead has, has been really interesting. I just want to talk about him a little bit more just because this season he really – I think, you know, rose up an, a level this season. And, you know, maybe part of that is, you know, adding Bosa to the mix and, you know, just having a deeper, more dangerous overall offensive line. But when I watched him last week against Belaga, I mean, I saw him win. Of course, his bull rush is, is very dangerous, just his length and how quickly he's able to, you know, get inside your frame as a blocker with the, the long arms that he has. But then he also is winning with like a little quick inside swim and then, I saw a little bit of like J.J. Watt-esque type, like double swipe, dip, rip around the edge type move that he threw last week. And so, I mean, for being such a big guy, it's it's pretty, you know, impressive, I guess, to just to see him on film and just, he has a little bit of speed to his game too, on top of just being like really powerful, I think. Yeah, he does. I mean, that's what, you know, allows him to play defensive end on, on the early downs. And even, you know, third down, he can play defensive end as well. Uh, you know, he's six seven and probably upper 200s. I don't know what he's listed at, but um, so he's got, you know, incredible size, but he's got defensive end movement ability. So, um, you know, not just in terms of kind of the get off in the straight line, but like you said, he's got a fluidity to him that's, uh, you know, pretty rare for a guy that big. I mean, typically um, a guy whose limbs are that long and his legs are that long to be able to you know, do quick counters inside or um, like you said, the kind of the JJ Watt thing that obviously makes JJ so good to be able to bend at that size. Um you know, it's a, it's a pretty lethal combination. And, uh, you know, being as, as big and like we just talked about with the, the, the force you got behind him, I and mean, he's always been a guy that's, that's crazy strong. And, uh, you know, probably no one's going to have leverage on him. Maybe uh, Trent Brown would be the only guy to be able to touch him before he can get touched. But, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, he, he's turning into, you know, an awesome dude. And both running and pass, you know, I think that's uh, – you know, being the outside guy on those, those early downs or the more run-oriented downs, uh, he's really holding it down on the edge. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, man. Well, I'm going to let you get out of here. I just uh, really appreciate you taking the time to to talk to me. And, you know, everybody I'm sure is going to really enjoy just hearing a little bit of insight from you. And, yeah, I mean, just best of luck. And uh, I can't wait to watch you guys play. Um, thanks for, for joining me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much.